1: For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. An Erio's original.
2: What I'm excited about is maybe that we won't just hug everyone anymore. <laughs> I feel like hugging replaced handshakes. Like, I don't really want to hug most people, but then I find myself initiating hugs, and I don't know why, and I would like for that to stop in my own I thought.
3: am... Really into bowing like an That's Asian. Nice. I'm definitely a bower. Welcome to the Margaret Show. This is Margaret Cho, and today we have the amazing Lauren Lapkus. You may know her from Orange Is the New Black, and she is an improviser, a- an actress, an actor, and comedian, and a podcaster, and um, a great guest. So I'm excited to have her on. So uh, when I see you, I want to, like, protect you because I'm so worried about the other inmates in Litchfield. (laughs) (laughs) I feel, like, very protective towards your character- because you're such That's a nice so guard. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, I did get choked that one time, which was pretty crazy.
3: <laughs> but it's like your guard, the guard is such a... The character is so nice, and you really do want the best for the inmates.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like just... I can't imagine there being anyone with that type of personality who would really want to work there, but I'm sure there are people like that. But I feel like... I know there were, are. Yeah, but it seems so hard. Like, doesn't it to be like really that feeling, feeling that many feelings throughout the day in a situation like that would be just so emotional?
3: Yeah, but I'm sure that there's women like that who work that because you want to be there to take care of the inmates. I mean, I'm sure there are. Yeah, I mean,
2: I hope so, because I think it's really nice. But yeah. it's just, uh, if I think about myself, if I were like that, I think it would be so overwhelming, but it'd be overwhelming for my own personality. I don't know.
3: hmm Yeah. I think it's like, um, you know, I think I would hope that there's women like that. I mean, I think that there's women like that in the prison system who are there, like, maybe because they have relatives who work in the system also, um, Mhm. I mean, there's different reasons why people get involved in the prison complex, you know, that it's not always, you know, like, because they're involved in crime, you know, or or involved in, you know, and it's not always the criminal element. There's different reasons why people are involved in the system, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it makes sense too to be someone who is wanting to be helpful and you know, kind and going into that kind of system and bringing in positivity is, it's, yeah. a, it's a hopeful thing to do. Um, but yeah, sort of connected that was very... to
3: nursing and the police and fire, yes. uh, firemen and fi- you know, like it's kind of like what we sort of think of as essential workers. Yeah. I think of it yeah. as like that.
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Especially, I mean, especially right now, I feel like it must be so crazy.
3: Yeah. Mm. I wonder, like, I, how Litchfield would de- would have dealt with COVID-19. <laughs> oh, my God.
2: If there was another season and they had that storyline, I'm sure that would be amazing.
3: It would have been so interesting. Yeah. I'm like, that would have been, like, the thing that would have really broken the, the whole system. Like, it would have been so awful. I know. <laughs> I, I, they would have gone through, like, this would have been, like, there was... But, yeah, the... The show was so emotional. Um I I feel like it was really something for women in comedy, you know, it really did so much. Um what was your f- Did you read the the book before when it ca- I read the book when it first came out.
2: Yeah, I think I had I knew a lot about it before um the show. I I don't know if I read it before or during the show, but I was very familiar with that with the author and her story because i feel like it was a huge thing but yeah i mean getting into that whole thing was such a wild experience and like i mean it was unlike anything i could have predicted because i really didn't know like at the time it was like the first one of the first netflix shows like one house of cards it hadn't come out yet so it was kind of like what even is this what is this going to be like what's the tone you know i did a self-tape like from my apartment so like i really was in like a you know a black hole with like my information but I mean it was such an amazing experience like working with so many extremely talented women like it was Mm -hmm. I mean unlike anything I've even done since because so that there's it's so unusual to have a show with so many strong female characters it's so cool
3: right and then drawing from all of the incredible theater actors from New York yeah, oh, know. yeah. I mean, I was so um, intimidated by them. Like, those women are, like, so amazing. Great. Yeah. And you're so amazing, so it's perfect. Oh, you know, well, it's thank you. Great great <laughs> acting and really great, I mean, great writing. And um, everybody was just so, uh, I don't know, like, every so funny, but also showed such a great range of humanity, you know. Oh, my
2: God, yeah. I mean, and I feel like th- once I was off the show, I kept watching the show and, like, there were so, you get so attached to those characters and like when people would die or you know things horrible things happen to them I mean I would just be sobbing like when Poussey got killed in the prison it was I was like in my hotel room like sobbing at that scene because I didn't know what was yeah. gonna happen it was, it's so dark and I mean it was just so beautifully done but
3: yeah. yeah I'm still like kind of upset about um the Vaseline in the ear with <laughs> with when Lori put the Vaseline in her ear, I'm like kinda like Oh my god. Do you I'm know still Lori? kind of upset about Yeah, I do. <laughs>
2: yeah, she's so cool.
3: She's super cool. But I kept like wanting she came to visit me one time and I kept wanting to go in her ear to see if there was Vaseline in there. <laughs> Sometimes you can't stop thinking about certain things. That's one of those uh, that things. Is true.
2: That one really does feel like it would stick with you. Because if you were seeing her in person, like,
3: oh, like, is like, there like- yeah. <laughs> but I, I think it's one of those shows that's really, um, it's just important because it just, it sticks in your heart. Like, and, and I love, I love when, when shows can really do that. It, it really, uh, leaves an impact and, and, uh, you know, it's it's just so remarkable, you know?
2: Yeah, well, I feel like Jen Huston was the casting director on that show, and I feel like she did such an amazing job because so many of the actors on the show were, like, seasoned performers, but not as well-known. And so it also really helped you get, like, sucked into the world of it and feel like it was really real, like, right off the bat, which I think was so huge.
3: Yeah, and that's... I um, love that. That's the best, you know? I think it's... What what it is is that everybody has so much dimension, and yeah. um, then you you really uh, you really remembered everybody in a, in a very um, solid way. You know, yeah. sometimes like when you see comedies, people are kind of one note, and, and they're used for a specific purpose or a story, and then you don't see it, them again. But then everybody, you, you know, you have a s- solid memory of why they're there, and you they are fully rounded people. Yeah, well, Which that was a, one of
2: the crazy things about being on that show because, like, I was in thirteen episodes in seasons one and two. But then I, I've been—I was so surprised by like people's response to the show and that like they feel like you're there the whole time, like because mm-hmm. you binge it and there are so many characters that are so realized, like coming in and out. The writing's so good, like you get attached to every character, even if you don't see them the whole time. I mean, it is mm-hmm. different from a lot of shows in that sense. Where someone might do a guest arc or something.
3: Oh yeah. Yeah. But do you ever um watch other uh prison shows or uh, movies to um kind of prepare or to just have reference? I didn't
2: really, and I sort of like look back and think I should have watched more stuff like that. I I've seen I had seen like Lock Up Raw and like all those kinds of shows before and had like a slight sense, but didn't really watch anything in preparation part of it for me was like my character was so naive and sweet that I kind of liked going into it like that I mean not to be like I'm like method or something but just like the idea of like I just kind of hope the best for everything here and it's like Uh a really positive um you know perspective that you don't see much in that environment but no I I I actually want to get into watching There's a show where people are dating people who are in prison. And I've heard that's really good. Have you seen that? It's like Love um, After Lockup or something.
3: Yeah, I haven't seen that, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, There was a show on um, British television called Bad Girls that was, I think, from the 90s that I was really obsessed with that was really, um, it was very dramatic. So there uh-huh. wasn't really any comedy in it, but it was very, uh, it was like a soap opera, but it was really great. It was closer to Oz.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. Which
3: I really love. I want to um, watch
2: Oz. I haven't seen that, but I love that. Oz is great. Isn't that, isn't that guy, who's that guy who's in that? I
3: can't think um, of it Chris Maloney or... Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, J.K. Simmons. That's, um, yes,
2: yes, yes, yes. That's who I was thinking. He's I, I feel like I don't know him in that sense. Like, I feel like... Doesn't he play, like, some, like, fucked up, like, bad guy in that? Or no? Yeah, he's,
3: um, he's, uh, Aryan, he's an Aryan Nations leader guy. Oh,
2: well then, yeah, there he's, you go.
3: <laughs> he, I mean, it's, like, very, um, there's a big emphasis on the racial divides in prison. Oh, okay. There. And I love kind that
2: of, he is that and also cool. the Eminem.
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has like it's such a, range. It's a really, it's inter- <laughs> interesting range of characters, though, because it's like a, it's very racist, but it's also very, um, I think it's probably real, very real. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, that's probably r- really what it's like. Wild. But it's really crazy. But Oz is really, I, Oz is really good. It's just like so sweaty and gross and. Everything is like semen and pubes and tattoos. It's really good. It's like hair in the drain. That's what I always think of like hair in the drain. There's probably like a lot of like um, foot fungus in the (laughs) showers. And I don't know. It's just what it seems like to me. Um, But yeah, I love any kind of like uh, prison sort of movie or TV show. the, the the women's ones are always very uh, lurid, like the 70s uh-huh. ones. There was a Charlie's Angels where they go to a prison camp. I think Angels Behind Bars. I uh-huh. think there's like a seven. Was Charlie's Angels in the 70s? I think, I it's think like, so, yeah. 78. That's eight, what 79. I picture
2: when I. Yeah.
3: Yeah. There was like one episode where they go behind bars, and oh, it's really wow. lurid. It's really great, but um, I think it it's so fun. And then, so you do, like, do you do stand up, or you're like you're like kind of doing everything?
2: I do improv, yeah. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. that's my background is all the improv stuff and um, sketch comedy and stuff like that. Yeah, so it's like everything. It's like stand up comedy. But I'm such a fan of you. Like, I have loved your stuff forever. You're just the funniest.
3: Thank you. Yeah, it's fun. It's like um, comedy is a as a wonderful world of like – it it's sort of like rock and roll, but it's also – um doesn't take itself very seriously. Of course, it's – I don't know.
2: Yeah. I mean, are you missing it right now? Like, are you missing going yeah. out? And, yeah. 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 I realized how
3: much I miss it. I realized yeah, how much so of an extrovert I am.
2: Yeah. I think, like, it's been helpful. Like, I, I do a lot of podcasts, and so it's been helpful to – talk to people that way but i do miss going out and having my social life like that because i think yeah i don't i don't know that i would necessarily have expl- like have described my social life as being seeing people by doing shows but that is 90 percent of yeah. how like, see people yeah
3: yeah isn't it weird it's like I, every time i look at my uh social calendar i'm always like oh but then I enjoy it when I'm out and doing it. Oh, my God. Yes. Well, I never I'm always mad about everything I've booked for myself.
2: I'm like, <laughs> I have to go do this. I have to go do that. I have a show. Then I, and then I booked. I'm doing like an 11 o'clock show on a Tuesday for some reason. Like I'm insane. And then I get there. And I'm like having the best time and I'm happy. Yeah. And I can't fall asleep later because I'm like amped up. And
1: yeah, I mean, it
2: is. It's that whole cycle over and over again. And I, I wonder how this is going to change, like how this experience is going to change Everyone's approach to everything when we get back to you know I know we'll
3: I know what does it feel like? Do we go back to sh- like I feel like though when we go back to something, people are just going to be like dying to go out. I they're think they're going to so want to go out so I mean, bad.
2: I think you're right. I I read something that was kind of like. Some sort of made me feel scared thing where it was like um, concerts and live shows and stuff won't be back until a year from now, like they're not like something like that, twenty twenty one at some point. I was like, that sucks. But I also feel like I don't know how I could possibly go to any show right anytime soon and feel comfortable. Like it wouldn't be fun. I know
3: so. it would be weird. But then I'm kind of also like, I would go. Like it's a weird <laughs> thing. Like I'm kind of like. I want to go. Like I don't care in a way, but I, I
2: get do. it. Yeah, I get the impulse. Like I I I miss everything and I I want to just like have life. I, there's part of you that I think like in my brain I'm kind of like, "Oh, this is done basically. Like we're about to go back." And then the other part of me is like, "Nothing is pointing to that." Like I don't know wh- why no. I think that. And I'm like ready for this to take a long time on the other hand, but like Yeah, there is the desire to just like say "fuck it" and go. But I I look at these other states that are where people are doing stuff like that, and it's so insane. Like anybody protesting this is like psychotic.
3: Yeah, but I think people are at a kind of a breaking point too. Like yesterday, um, I was out at the down the street, and I live in the suburbs, like really empty. There is like nothing around me, and there was a man very young man, really cute guy, walking, talking on, um, like, the phone, but, like, I think he was, like, FaceTiming, and he was wearing, um, a backless rhinestone gown, spaghetti strap, barely covering his chest, and, uh, like, balloon silk pants, and, um, Like clogs you would get in Amsterdam, but they were made of wood and they were carved and they looked like they were loaves of bread. And they made a clonking sound when he was walking, like clonk, 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 (laughs) clonk. And he was talking on the phone and he was like, like, ah, without a mask. (laughs) And he was really talking really loud. And I live in the middle of nowhere. He goes, he goes yeah you know it's fine I'm doing really good it's like really fine everything's fine and he was just like Long, clong, clong, clong. and I, I was like you know I think that people are starting to crack up yeah, I yeah, think it's big, yeah. close to the end because there's nobody out here except him and me and, and it's you put not that I don't think he's on. got a real he's barely hanging on because it was like It was rhinestone, all rhinestones, silk balloon pants, and um, shoes that look like they're carved out of loaves of bread. That's truly
2: amazing. I mean, yeah, I think people are kind of starting to lose their minds a bit. I I feel like I'm going the other way with losing my mind where I'm like mad at everyone who's not wearing a mask. And I'm like, the person (laughs) on my window who's like, what? Like... There's like people running. Like, There's so many men running in my neighborhood now because and someone pointed out because they can't go to the gym. And I was like, oh, yeah, I normally wouldn't see these people, but they go to the gym. But they're just like running through the neighborhood with no mask, just like spitting everywhere. Like, it's just and people literally spitting in my street. I've seen people walking down the street Ugh. just like hawking movies. I'm like, this is the exact time to not do that. You. Yeah. I mean, I can't handle it. So I'm turning into like that person where I'm like wanting to police No, but everyone.
3: It's, it's deadly. It's It's disgusting.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like it's not something that's that I, I don't feel like I'm being over the top necessarily because it's, it is life or death. It's crazy. Like, I don't want anyone to catch this. So right. I don't know. I just keep posting my Instagram
0: stories, telling everyone to wear a mask and I don't know what else to do. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at Blue Nile dot com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments.
3: Well, it's something that we have to be really conscious of. And I mean, I think I really do hope that from now on that people stop shaking hands.
2: I know. Well, do you think that will be done? Like, I hope so. I, mean, is, I w- what I'm excited about is maybe that we won't just hug everyone anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like hugging replaced handshakes like Fairly in like the last few years And I'm like wait why are we all hugging And then I don't really want to hug most people But then I find myself initiating hugs And I don't know why And I would like for that to stop In my own I self.
3: am really into bowing Like an That's Asian nice. I'm definitely <laughs> a bower I don't like to hug Or uh, Shake hands yeah. um, I think It's weird but, you know, I think that hugging is a little bit too close to I don't know yeah. why I don't know why I would want to hug. I don't know.
2: Yeah, I feel like um, th- there became like a moment where everything turned and everyone was like hugging everyone every time you see each other. And I don't know what that is. But it's very intimate to me, and I also don't know that I'm an amazing hugger, which I think is part of my self consciousness. With it, is I th- mm-hmm. I feel like I'm I'm kind of bony, so I feel like it's not like a satisfying hug for anyone. So I'm like doing the kind of like scoop in thing that feels like nothing, and I it's like or I I chop someone off at the neck with my shoulder, you know, <laughs> it's not good.
3: I just feel weird and stiff, and it's just a weird thing, and then it it it's weird. Yeah, I just think. I think bowing is probably the better option. But it's also like, why even do anything? Why do we have to do anything? Just say hi. Yeah. Yeah. There's no reason to do anything. But the the handshaking thing, it really bothers me always.
2: What is it about it? Like the feeling like you have to like assert dominance or something? I I feel like that is like, I feel like as a woman, like there's the feeling of like, I have to give a good handshake.
3: Well, it's all my thing is just like, I know that... my hand is like was in my eye like I was doing something weird with my finger in my eyeball or something like such a
2: good point
3: you know I'm always doing something weird with my fingers
2: yeah and it's not we typically especially considering how much everyone had to be taught how to wash their hands in this time I'm sure most people were not doing it thoroughly before
3: yeah yeah Like I'm yeah. doing something weird with my fingers, like my <laughs> eyes or my, my nose or something's weird. I don't like yeah. that. And so if I'm doing it and I'm really clean, I know somebody else is doing something worse.
2: No, you're right. That's sick. I feel like I just never really thought about that. Yeah. So I'm not I'm just... much of a germaphobe in general, but th- so, yeah, I don't know. Do you feel like on planes, are you someone who's like wiping everything down and like, in like before all this?
3: Well, I wasn't really, um, just because I was so conscious of never touching anything,
2: Mm -hmm. you know,
3: I just would like touch stuff with my elbow or I would just kind of get stuff with like knock stuff with my knee or like it would open doors with my elbow anyway because I'm always on planes. I mean, when you're always on planes, you do that anyway reflexively because you're just like, I can't get sick because if if you're like going to shoot in New York or whatever, you're like, I can't get sick because I have to Yeah. Go work. Yeah. You're always aware I, of that. That is
2: true. I feel like I, I'm a hand sanitizer person. Like, I'll do the hand sanitizer but touch everything, and then I'll hand sanitize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I just have that freedom with hand sanitizer. But now it's hard to come by. So I'm holding on to this. This is like – I had – you know this kind?
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's nice. like
2: makeup artists always have it, and I like it. But I don't even believe that it's, like, really sanitizing anything. It feels too – it yeah. smells too good.
3: I think it's just, like – just an awareness of the impact of touching something infected is going to like infect anything else is so gross. It just like bothers me.
2: Well, I feel like I've really, um, at first I, I think I had, I wasn't fully understanding the don't touch your face thing. And then now, of course, I mean, we've all been hit over the head with it, but like, I feel like I'm very aware of like, oh, I touched that. And then I touched this. Like it's, it's a very clear path now to me that I wasn't really thinking about that much before.
3: But yeah. sick. Yeah. Yeah. But I think like now I really do want to get back to living life. And I, yeah. I miss, I'm going to have a lot of gratitude hmm. when we do.
2: Me back. too. Me too.
3: Like I just I mean, miss I feel it, that- all that stuff.
2: I know. I even just, I just miss like browsing in stores. I know. That's like my favorite.
3: Mm -hmm. (laughs) I do too. I miss like walking around. I miss restaurants. (gasps) Yeah.
2: Well, I miss like different locations. I think I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty tired of my like, you know, little radius that I'm making around my house. And I'm like, yeah, I would like to see something else. I want to go in a different building and like see wallpaper or something. Like I just like need different visuals.
3: Yeah. I, um, want to eat a, uh, want to eat a steak.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. Do you cook? Um, not very well. Yeah. I mean, I the... can cook, but I mean, I'm not the best and I, I would no. like to eat something nice.
2: I know it would be really nice to have something just prepared amazingly by like a good chef. Yeah. I, um, I've been, I like never really was a cook at all. I, I I never cooked for myself much, but I tried to get into it. Like last year, I started like getting cookbooks and buying all the ingredients, which I think that was something that has always stopped me is like every time I open a cookbook, you need like 20 things that I don't have. And so then I have to buy all these specific weird things. But then once I started doing it, I realized like, oh, I'm like building a spice cabinet. Like I have mm. seasonings now, but the, but the first time you do it, you don't have anything. So it feels like you go and spend 100 bucks just to make one thing like every time. Um, but I've been, now that I had that sort of like base level understanding of like a recipe, I feel a little bit better about being in this time and like trying things out and trying to cook things and it's been going okay. Like I'm very into roasting vegetables right now, which is very simple, but I've been enjoying Oh, that's great.
3: Yeah. That's really nice. It's nice to do, to roast a nice, um, a rutabaga.
2: Oh, see, I don't even know what that is.
3: A rutabaga, it's like a turnip. (laughs) Okay. That's what I
2: pictured. Okay, so, yeah, good. it's,
3: like, if you do, like, a turnip and, um, like, if you do all of, like, the, like, turnips and carrots and um, the hard vegetables, like, you know, yeah. potatoes and things like that, it's really nice.
2: That's what I've been doing solely from seeing it on Kate Berlant's Instagram. And I was, like, oh, how do you do that? And then she told me. And then I've been doing that basically all every day.
3: Oh, it's yeah. Simple. That's yeah. delicious. That's yeah. delicious. Oh, I did a show with her. um Right before, right before everything went to shit. I think that was the last show that I did.
2: She's the best. She's so funny.
3: She's so funny. It was her and John
2: early. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Another perfect person. He's so funny. Yeah. Yeah.
3: They were so funny. It was like the Bernie show. It was like the 28th.
2: Oh, my God. That feels like forever ago. I know. That is so weird. It was right.
3: Before and it was like, wow. uh, yeah, it was so fun.
2: Well, I was so hopeful about that. And I really liked how um, vocal they were about Bernie, and I really appreciated that. I felt really like I thought that was going to work.
3: <laughs> Everything this, was so hopeful this year, and it wasn't that sucks. long ago. Everything yeah. was so hopeful, and it wasn't that long ago. And um, you know what else was? Sarah Silverman was there talking about opening her musical, The Bedwetter, with Adam Schlesinger. I know. That's devastating. I know. I didn't realize that
2: they were, that's who she was doing that with until I saw all these posts about it and everything. But that was so horrible. Isn't it's it crazy. horrible? It's like so crazy. he was so, so amazing. I, he was so I, amazing. I didn't put two and two together that he was the one doing all the crazy ex-girlfriend music and Fountains yeah. of Wayne and all that stuff. I mean, he's like extreme. I mean, he was amazing. His whole. He was And incredible. that thing you do.
3: Did you yeah. know him? I didn't know him, but I was planning on going uh, to the opening of the musical and getting yeah. to meet him because I'm such a huge fan. Wow! And uh, of course, I love Sarah, and uh, yeah. I was so jealous that uh, yeah. she was getting to work with him for so long. And I, I was like, "Oh my god, I finally get to meet him!" And then, wow! It's so, it's so sad, so
2: unbelievable. But
3: but it's a, it's amazing how everything changes, you know.
2: Yeah, we think about know. the I, world
3: in a certain way. And-
2: well, and I think those were the kinds of things that made it that much scarier. That it just felt like it's so random, and it doesn't matter, you know, who it is. Like it, that feeling of just like anything can happen. I think that really had me spiraling for a while Mm -hmm. there I don't know like I think part of getting to a calmer place for me is like just not reading every single thing but like at the in the first couple weeks I mean I was just so hooked to my phone and it felt like just terrifying just to sit on the couch
3: yeah because we can't I mean we can't do we can't really do anything about it it's it's like you can't of course this is a horrible situation and of course it's easy to panic and spin out about it, but it's almost like um I don't know, it, it's it's like um it's not helpful to yeah. the situation. No, it doesn't help
2: anything. It's it's mm-hmm. literally just in your mind you're you're losing it and you're not um affecting any positive change or doing anything for anyone including yourself. So it is like a oh, a complete waste of energy, but it's so hard to explain that to yourself when you're feeling it. Like Yeah just can't get out of it.
3: But my generation, I think, because I'm 51, so I'm in the second atomic age of like, um, you know, during the Cold War, when we were against the Russians, you know, there was that all that sort of nuclear war panic of the day after and um, this idea that we were going to be in this big nuclear war with Russia and so that, that was sort of focused on what would happen if there was a nuclear war and this apocalypse. So there's like kind of like movies about it. Mm-hmm. And, and so this is sort of like the fantasy reenactment of what it would look like. So we were sort yeah. of thinking about it, like what would it be like? And um, so that, that's what this is almost looking like to me. Weird. The, so the fantasy yeah. aspect of it, is similar to what it would be like now and we would have like these um i don't know bomb shelter kind of ideas of places to live and stuff yeah or like um, even like earthquake preparedness shelters and stuff
2: yeah well thinking about all of the people who have been living that way like with like a bunker for like years just like Like, yeah
3: doomsday preppers yeah yeah they love it they're so happy right now (laughs) They have such it's a good time. It's so
2: not me. Like, I don't even... I, I don't buy in bulk in general, it, it, even just for, like, things I use all the time. So, like, it's kind of crazy thinking about people who've just been, like, prepared for this moment with yeah. a bunch of shit. And they have all the toilet paper in the world.
3: <laughs> they love it. They love it so much. <laughs>
2: I have to say, like, I ordered some toilet paper from Office Max right before this, like, right when <laughs> this was, like, going down because it was the only place that I had toilet paper. And so I have giant rolls, like, for... An, you know, public bathroom oh, that wow. I'm just using. Cause I, I mean the, it's kind of, I feel very lucky that I got them when I did, cause they were sold out right away. They, they were sold to every kind of toilet paper. Um, and then I read some article that was like explaining why it was like that because like, you don't typically use the, like people at home don't use that much toilet paper. So the companies like aren't prepared in the same way that like office supply companies are. So like any mm. restaurant you see still has like a stockpile because they get it from a different place. Mm -hmm. um it's like a whole different branch of toilet paper but so I guess I did that um that model and I have this like I'm just using gigantic rolls
3: (laughs) (laughs) how do you fit it in your bathroom or do you just put it like on the floor or I just lay I have
2: like these like standing toilet paper holders that are like separate from the wall so I just like lay it flat on that and then once you use enough it'll fit on the roller so it's that's always a fun moment
3: yeah (laughs) that's good when you can actually like put it on that Like the wheel. It's a big
2: day. Yeah.
3: That's great. (laughs) Yeah, I am. Yeah, I just have. I had the for good fortune, oddly, to have accidentally bought it in bulk last year. I accidentally made a monster order. (laughs) Like last year. Fortuitously. I don't know why. (laughs) I had accidentally bought too much toilet paper. And too many paper towels last year, as well as too much water last year. Wow, you really were ahead of the game. I don't know why, but it just was an accident that I never corrected. So I had already had Wow. It's yeah, ahead of a game for some reason. Yeah. But it's just me, so and not that much comes out. So (laughs) I I'm I'm all caught up. You would have been very easy. Yeah. (laughs) I would have been okay. It doesn't matter. And it sounds like we are good. Um, what is your, what are you, what are you up to? Well, um,
2: I wrote, I shot a movie last year that's coming out on Netflix on May 13th. It's called The Wrong Missy and it stars me and David Spade and it's wild. And so Ah. the trailer just came out. So the trailer is online now so people can see that. But yeah. Oh, that's
3: great. How exciting. I want to see it. And then, um, what can people, what can people catch up with everything with you? What is your... Info for all of your things.
2: Yes, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lauren Lapkiss and I have a podcast with Nicole byer called Newcomers, where we watch Star Wars for the first time. Uh so people can check that out. It's very crazy as well. And I have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Lauren Lapkiss, where I do like improv and stuff like that. And I have I'm also doing a lot of watch alongs for like movies and TV shows and reality shows and stuff. So you can like sync me up and hear my commentary in the quarantine while you watch something so that's been a fun little thing to keep myself busy
3: Yeah. well i just wanted to say i'm so glad that uh we got to record and i'm hoping that i get to see you and meet you in person me too one of these days
2: i'm me such too. a fan me too thank you so much so fun
1: it's taking over my dreams waking me out i my sleep. i think i'm coming apart
3: the Margaret Show is an Erios production with editing by Tracy Levy and original music by Garrison Starr. Never miss an episode of The Margaret Show. Subscribe
1: on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. I don't know where to start. Coming out of the dark, coming out of the dark, coming out of
3: the dark. Yeah,
0: coming out of
1: the dark. Erios.